Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's 908 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. This is your host, Will Marotti. Matt Sorois, our master of ceremonies. Excuse me, I was sipping coffee there. Matt Sorois, our master of ceremonies. And of course, you are beloved audience. We've got a first time, first time event today. We're calling it a caller sandwich. <laughs> what does that mean? That means we're going to open the phone lines up in a little bit. And then we've got a guest coming on. We're talk about uh, go back to some local stuff. We've been we've been all Tucker all day pretty much. Uh, we're going to talk about the bear situation and the woman that was attacked in Avon. Um, and we got State Senator Steve Harding coming on to talk about that. And then uh, early the normal earlier than normal our, th- our regular Thursday guest Jazz Shaw is going to come in at ten oh six. And so we'll have calls between now and nine thirty, and then we'll have calls from ten thirty to eleven. So that's uh, that's the scope of the day. And uh, and the two guests in the middle, what I would call it a caller, a caller sandwich. Um, <clears throat> Tucker did surface. Tucker surfaced, and I'm going to play that a little bit later. He surfaced on Twitter, and um, kind of gave a, a message. I don't know. I, he seems fine. I don't think there's any problem. Seems perfectly perfect. Um, but we'll talk about that and let you hear that. What he had to say. If you if you didn't hear it already, we'll uh, we'll let you hear that. And, uh, and then the guest, as I said, will be on at uh, 9.35 and then um, uh, 10.05. So we've got, uh, we've got that happening. So it's going to be a good morning. And uh, I want to invite you to call in, 860-522-9842. We're going to do our, um, just a moment, we're going to do our 9-11 prayer. And then we're going to do This Day in History, and we'll take your calls. So that's what's, uh, that's what's going on this morning. Looking forward to it. Um, lots to talk about, um, and we'll get to as much as we can. That's why Fridays are good because Fridays gives us a chance to really get caught up on a lot of the stories that we didn't have time to cover during 
uh, during the regular programming Monday through Thursday. So we look forward to Friday as well. All right, 9-11, so let's take a moment, gather our thoughts together, and do our 911 call to God for help, shall we? <clears throat> Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we, uh, we're grateful. We do thank you for another day of life. We thank you for all the blessings that you're so kind to pour out on us, the blessings of mercy, grace, forgiveness, <clears throat> redemption, eternal life. Thank you for the blessings here of family and friends and good jobs and homes to live in and clothing to wear, food to eat, and, uh, and pretty good lives overall. We, we live pretty, pretty good lives, and we're grateful for that, Lord. Thank you for your creation that you've made so beautiful, majestic, and given to us to uh, care for and, and steward and, and enjoy as well. We're grateful for that. We're also thankful for um, <clears throat> the fact that even though it seems like um, the world's upside down right now and there's a lot of problems, we still have a lot of good common sense people who who worship you and love you and and believe in you and and we're gonna we're gonna count that to win the day, Lord. We're gonna count on you and we're we're crying out to you for help, Lord, because our country is in turmoil great division we have leaders who are intentionally misleading and lying to us but you've you've experienced that before all through history these these kinds of things have happened and and you're not caught off guard you're not surprised you can bring resolution good resolution to it and so we hope that that will be the case we hope that you're not done with the country yet you still have plans for us and so we pray god that you would Give us some good leaders, um, the folks that are in office now that are not being honest, that are not looking out for the benefit of the people, but on some other agenda. We pray that they would be uh, removed and good leaders would be put in their place. We thank you for all the men and women who serve in the military and, and, and risk their lives willingly. We pray for protection over them, comfort for their families. Thank you for our first responders, law enforcement, firefighters. Protect and bless them. Keep them safe. Help their families as well. Everybody in our audience, Lord, those that are sick, we pray for healing. Those that are struggling with uh, emotional or relational issues, we pray for some reconciliation and some comfort. And um, maybe those that are struggling financially, that you'd provide a little relief for them as well. And so we thank you for today. Thanks for TIC. The chance of being on the air. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> can I get amen out there? Amens can be submitted via social media, and I'm happy to receive them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Now, those of you who have been were sending amens on Twitter, and I got knocked off Twitter for a while. Uh, I I was up early this morning catching up on correspondence. So a lot of you, I I acknowledged you on Twitter this morning. So check your Twitter accounts. You know, those in the amen crowd. And uh, I do appreciate your patience. And um, I was just, I, I just off for, I don't know, two weeks I was off Twitter. So I'm, I'm getting caught up on things. Um, this is Week in History. This is, oh my gosh, April 27th. Where did the month go? Oh my. Ugh. Okay, 1861. This was a big deal. 1861, President Abraham Lincoln suspends habeas corpus. The law prohibits unlawful imprisonment without charge. Kind of like they did to the January 6th people. <clears throat> uh, without a, a writ of habeas corpus, it's in order to bring prisoner before a court, determine whether or not they should be lawfully held. 
Lincoln suspended that to allow the Union to imprison suspected Confederate agents and sympathizers without sufficient evidence. I don't know if it was a good move, but it was wartime. What the heck? <clears throat> 1945, Benito Mussolini is captured by Italian partisans. Fascist dictator would have fit in today with a lot of the fascism going on being called progressive Democrat. <laughs> um, trying to escape to Switzerland, uh, he and his partner, when they were caught. Two days later, they were executed. Hmm, didn't waste time there. Um, let's see. 1967, the Expo. 67 oh, Expo opened in Montreal. Most successful World's Fair of the 20th century. 62 nations participated. 50 million visitors. Yikes. 1981, the computer mouse is introduced. The trackball was a pointing device widely used as an interface with computer displays. And Douglas Engelberg, a electrical engineer at Stanford Research Institute, was looking for new ways. And he and his team came up with the mouse. So thank you. Thank you, Mr. Engelbart. <laughs> That's right. 1994, Nelson Mandela elected president of South Africa. And uh, in 2006, finally, construction began on the Freedom Tower in New York, later named World Trade Center, uh, One World Trade Center. Um, 1,776, interesting, feet tall, 104 floors. That's this day in history, uh, April 27th. A lot, lot going on. Uh, so I say, the call, time for calls are now. We're going to take calls from now to the bottom of the hour. <clears throat> then we're going to have Steve Harding on. And um, um, we're going to talk about the, the bear situation in Connecticut. And, uh, again, it's just a, a question, it's a situation where the bears are healthily growing. There was legislation being proposed that would have included a very limited controls hunting season, which is the right answer, by the way. Um, and it was it was stripped. It was stripped. And so now just last week in Avon, an elderly woman was attacked by a, a mother bear. You know, and the sad part about that was the mother bear was euthanized. So she had two cubs. They put her down. And I don't know what happens to the cubs after that, but it's... Um, I mean, it would have been, it, it's just better. Anyway, we'll talk about it with Stephen Get here. All right, 860-522-9842. Let's go to, uh, let's see, first call of the day. Brought to you by Eagle Rivet, the roofing partner you can trust. Let's go to the Southern Command, Florida. Rudy, Rudy, welcome to the show. Hey, Pastor Will. I got to uh, give a thank you or a compliment to one of our listeners. If you're going to have to be sitting down, though. I'm being serious. Um, Paul the other day from Plymouth called, I think it was Tom, and yeah. he was like, he gave me kudos. He said uh, his exact words are something like, I give Rudy props for uh, going down to Florida to help take care of his dad. Yeah. Which I appreciated. But he, I mean, he finished it with a backhanded compliment, yeah. too. But he also was like, it, it takes a real man or something to, in his 60s or 70s, yeah. move to Florida to take care of a parent. And yeah. Um, I, I don't know where he came up with that because I moved down here when I turned 50, yeah. right after my birthday. And, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, and I hate to say this, Rudy, and I don't want to take away it all because it, it is a, a worthy compliment. I mean, it is it is laudable right. that and people I take to care of their parents. That, but I'm, I'm also a lot younger than what he thinks. I was yeah. on a three-year plan to get out of Connecticut, and yeah. I had a year left, and um, 
I'm glad I left what I left because yeah. that's what my topic is. Um, I, I honestly believe all this little stuff that has us all riled up, mm-hmm. the transgender bathrooms, the surgery, um, building affordable housing near transit, all that stuff is a major distraction. Everyone's distracted by it. Yeah. Just like down here with the Disney battle. Yeah, yeah. Down here, the Trump supporters are fighting the DeSantis supporters over Disney. And meanwhile, our economy's crumbling. Inflation's going up. Gasoline's yeah. jumped 50 cents in the last month. Like, and no one's complaining about those things. We're not hearing about how your food's going up and your gasoline and insurance and everything else. And they're just nibbling and nibbling and nibbling at us. But we're worried about stupid things. And you go, one of the, us, what's his name, Rob Sampson? Yeah. He was, he was on your show and Tom's, and he's all over the state on the radio. He made it clear, like, you're going to the Board of Eds to complain about um, feminine yeah. products and boys' and girls' rooms and all that. It was a state law that was passed. There's nothing right. you could right. do. You can't do on the local on level the bo- because they right. don't follow the we state our time. Funding. Well, because I think I think it's worth standing up for. I mean, I don't I don't think. No, 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 it is. But you take it to Bob Duff's office. You don't take it to the Board yeah. of Education. You stand outside of Bob Duff's office and ask what the heck he's doing because this is wrong. You need to fight the state legislature, not your local Board of Education. You got to know where to fight. Well, the local Board of Education is in their own right doing some pretty ridiculous things with the whole transgender nonsense and so they're not uh, they're not they're, they're culpable too but you're right it was a state law but you know if you had enough board of education fired up about it maybe they'd put some pressure back on the state but they they won't they won't they're, they're like you know silently being led to the slaughter but it's funny the point you make is the point that tucker made last night when he released i'm going to play this a little bit released this on twitter and he said you're not hearing any real debates about really super important issues you're hearing about all these peripheral things so uh, you're in good company tucker agrees with you remember that they used um, to broadcast thursday night football yeah on twitter yeah. So he could go and put Tucker on on Twitter at 8 o'clock every night. And this past quarter in China is the first time China traded with foreign countries using the China, was it the yeah. yuan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not the U.S. dollar. And yeah. the yuan was king. So when when China's exporting pharmaceuticals to Germany, they're making Germany pay in Chinese currency now. Yeah. And China's pretty much knocking the dollar out of their system unless they're trading with us well dollar's still pretty big pretty pretty large i know but it's gonna take a while i know but that raises our inflation and cost of doing business it does it does but china china's got their own problems china's got a very aging decreasing population and they need us they need us for to buy their goods their millennial women refuse to get pregnant they don't want to have babies well, after 20 years of abortion policy, forced abortion in China, I mean, gosh, who would want to take the risk of getting pregnant and then have being forced to have an abortion? I mean, that, that could be part of the, the scenario, too. But China, China's going to get theirs, Rudy. I, I, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. So hang I don't in. know. Hang in it's going to hurt. I'm going to be encouraged. I'm taking the side. It's going to hurt, though, people. Pastor Will. I mean, when well, it, it, does. Does. it hurt during World War Two and, and it hurt during a lot of times. But we still what got through it. News? Why does the news keep saying they're predicting a recession by fall? What are we in now? Well, Trump predicted it in one of the debates. He said if, if Biden gets in there, you're going to have the worst depre- recession you ever saw. You're going to see a depression, Trump said, when he was debating Biden one time. We're so in a who recession. knows? 
We're in. Well, a we've been in a recession. They don't. They want to. They want to hide it and cover it. But we've been in a recession for sure. Rudy, go. Let's mom. go. Take a break. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. We can take a quick break. We'll come back. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. All right, welcome back. Um, it's 10 to 1, uh, 927. Listen, at 936, we're going to have on Steve Harding, State Senator, 30th District. Um, big district, actually. I think it's the largest geographic district, uh, Senate District in Connecticut. Um, talking about this, uh, the, the bear attack that happened to the woman in Avon. So we've only got two minutes left, and I don't want to leave anybody hanging or not give you enough time. So I'm going to play right now. Uh, Tucker Carlson released this on Twitter last night. First public statement, really, that he made. Uh, or ma- ma- large public statement he made since uh, being let go by, by Fox News. Here's Tucker. Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's got to be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Listen to the Will Marotti Show on the free Odyssey app. Download and like WTIC and follow Will Marotti today. 
All right, welcome back. Um, we've talked about this next issue a few times. Uh, earlier this month, a, um, a 74-year-old woman from Avon, Connecticut, was attacked by a, a black bear, 12-year-old black bear, about 250 pounds, had a couple cubs, uh, little you know baby bears. Uh, she was walking her dog. For whatever reason, the bear attacked her and uh, bit her leg, arms, um, not non-life-threatening, but you know who wants to get bit by a bear, right? So there was, this is, and this isn't the first time. There was another earlier in the year. There was a like a four hundred pound, four hundred fifty pound bear, who was um, who attacked somebody and uh, attacked a boy. I think that was the boy attack, and um, that bear was euthanized, also, aka killed. You know, the the simple solution to this is there needs to be a limited hunting season for bear. But and there was something being talked about, but for some reason it got stripped out of the bill. So we're going to talk to somebody who's up in that area, knows what's going on. Uh, Steve Harding is uh, a state senator in the 30th district. Uh, big, big district, um, and I love it. It's it's that whole Goshen, Kent, uh, uh, Salisbury, Sharon area, and uh, and I love that because I love it because Lime Rock's up there. So first time on the program, I want to welcome State Senator Stephen Harding to the program. Senator, thank you. Welcome, uh, welcome. <clears throat> well, thank you for having me on. It's great to be on. I listen to your program often and. Uh... Uh, you're certainly right. It's actually the biggest geographical Senate district in the state. Wow. Uh, it's 18 towns from my hometown of Brookfield all the way up to the mass border. So Yikes. it's a big area to cover, but I argue the uh, uh, the most beautiful area of the state. It's absolutely gorgeous wherever you go. So I'm very fortunate and, to represent And am I right? I must, I must be right then. Salisbury is part of that? Absolutely. Yep. Salisbury yeah. is absolutely the okay. northwest Park. corner there yeah. in the district. Absolutely. Yeah, That's where it, it is. Love it. Kent, all the, the whole area is so beautiful up there. I love going up there to Lime Rock every time. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. So uh, a woman gets attacked by a bear. Uh, obviously, we have a very uh, <clears throat> vigorous bear population in Connecticut. DE piece says 1,200. I, I, others are telling me it's probably more like the honest answer is probably like more like 1,400, 1,500. Uh, yep. They think there's bear in every community in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. um, there, there was talk of a hunting season limited very control hunting season and apparently got stripped mm -hmm. out what, what what's going on with that steve and what is the plan you know it, it's really unfortunate um and i think politics is what stripped that out of the bill because yeah. if you look at the science if you follow the experts if you follow the science mm -hmm. uh, every expert from deep is indicating that a limited regulated hunting season uh would significantly help to address this, this bear human interaction that's growing more and more dangerous by the day. You just mentioned the unfortunate, scary incident that occurred in um, in Avon. Thank, mm -hmm. Thankfully, uh, that that woman walked away with her life with without life threatening injuries. Um, and then, obviously, what happened right in my district that I represent in Morris with a young boy mm -hmm, uh, who right. was ten years old uh, mm -hmm. back in October. Yep. Um, and everything that I heard from that incident was that. That bear was absolutely in attack mode. Uh, that uh, fortunately there was fortunate circumstances surrounding the neighbor being in the yard at the same time and being able to scare the, the bear away at the right time. Thank God uh, to, to save that young man's life. Um, but this is just growing more and more dangerous. And the experts in testimony, well, were telling us time and time again that a limited regulated hunting season is part of a bear management plan. Uh, would go a significant way in helping address the population. And unfortunately, based upon politics and emotions, not science, 
Right. Politics right. and emotion is what stripped out a limited hunting season from uh, Senate Bill 1148, which is the bear management bill. You know, it's so funny you say that because they're so liberals are so quick to pull, you know, science, science, science. But here's something that is science, and, and, and they turn it out. Now, we, we hunt deer in Connecticut. We hunt turkey in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, what what is it? It, it? They're not they're not lovable enough. You, you got to be a bear to be lovable enough to not get hunted. I mean, it, it, you know, it, 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 there's there's really again uh, as you talked about with with the science, uh, there's there's really no logical explanation as to why we don't have a hunting season. If you look at the a regulated hunting season as it relates to bears, again, we we, we there's no doubt we have a problem. And in, in fact. Uh, even those that are opposed to the bear hunting season have to admit that, that these bear-human interactions are growing more and more dangerous. In fact, the experts were testifying um, that it's a habituation issue now, that you're having now generations of bears in our state uh, that are getting this learned behavior that humans uh, are nothing to be feared. Um, and and, and, and that, that's going to grow more and more dangerous. And, and to your well, point, the bear's we, right, we though, right? I mean, an unarmed human is nothing to be feared by a bear. It's, I mean, you know. it, 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 it's, it's, it's it, obviously they, they gather that through instincts, but, um, as, as you know, an unarmed, an unarmed human, human absolutely is nothing to be feared in, in, in this particular situation when there's an interaction with the bear. Absolutely. I mean, uh, it's just, um, uh, again, it's just I don't know what it's going to take. We've had, I mean, I read a report that um, bear break-ins, <laughs> bears getting into houses, all-time record In last Salisbury. year. You, you mentioned Salisbury. There was uh, just last week a bear broke into the house three separate times. Deep finally came in after the second incident in which the bear broke in, set a trap. The bear got around the trap and still went inside the house. <laughs> So, you know, again, this is this is something where uh, it's growing more and more dangerous. And I think that we can be smart about this and proactive and let's do something, God forbid, before something more dangerous occurs or something more tragic occurs. We've been very fortunate, I think, in these these dangerous human bear interactions that we've seen recently. We've been very fortunate that uh, the people that have been victimized by it have walked away with their lives without uh, serious, at least physical injury. Well, and, and again, I mean, it, the bear, these bear are, I don't think people, be, because we're so used to animals in Connecticut, I mean, we're out in the woods, we've got everything out here uh, where I right. live in Wallingford. Um, it, it, be, because people are so used to it, I don't think they understand the significant power and destructive capability a bear has. I've seen bear tear up chain link fences like they weren't even Absolutely. there. I mean, Absolutely. these are these are very serious, and if they're angry or they're frightened or feel trapped or they have their young with them, these are incredibly dangerous animals. And I don't yeah. know. I mean, right. what's? I mean, we've got stories of dogs being killed by bears, and I mean, even even coyotes having run-ins with dogs and stuff. But I mean, is it going to take the death of a child or or or, or, or an elderly person, and, and then what? Are are we still going to? Oh, we we can't hunt Smokey because he's too cute. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why why public safety doesn't come into play here. It, and it is. I mean, you you hit the point well with public safety because you know uh, some folks that that have become against this based upon politics and emotion, as I mentioned, uh, see it as a hunting issue. And it, it is it is so minimal, in, in my opinion, of a hunting issue that the Connecticut sportsmen didn't even put it on their priority list. Yeah. 
because uh, because it's again it's not a sportsman issue it's not a hunting issue you hit the nail on the head when you said it's a public safety issue yeah. this is a this is an issue where we are trying to prevent people from being injured or god forbid even killed mm-hmm. um and and we have an opportunity in my opinion to do something significant here uh we've had a track record unfortunately where these in- incidents are growing more and more dangerous more and more frequent um, we have an opportunity, as I said, to do something significant to hopefully prevent these uh, from growing, growing more significant to the point where, where it grows more dangerous. Um, and, and unfortunately, because of politics and emotion, um, we're, we're seeing some, some important steps taken out of the bear management bill, and it's really unfortunate. You know, um, we're talking with Steve Harding from um, the 107th district state senator 30th senate district uh, sorry. i'm sorry thir- you're, you're, you're in the house district 107 right yeah okay. 30th yes, senate district yep. um Correct. and you were you actually you served in the house for quite a while didn't you yeah i was in the house for for seven years before i got elected to the uh state oh, senate good for so you. i got, got a little bit of training on my way up to the upper chamber so. you know the first time i've had you on tell us a little bit about yourself about your family yeah, so uh, I, I uh, live in, in Brookfield, which is the uh, southern end of the 30th district. Um, lived there nearly my entire life. Um, was a state rep previously for the 107th, which obviously included my hometown of Brookfield. Um, I'm a lawyer uh, by by trade. I guess that's my nine to five job. And uh, two young ones at home, uh, four year old and a two year old. So uh, all that all that on my plate. I'm juggling a lot, <laughs> but I'm making it work. That's good. No, we 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 need younger folks and younger voices and 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 smart younger voices. I'm glad you're an attorney. Um, I mean this this has come up before, so it'll come up again. Is it a matter of what do you, what do you think? Is it a matter of perspective on how the bill is presented, or is it just a straight out you know it's a non-starter if the word hunt is in the bill? I mean, you're talking. Was it? I think yeah. someone told me the number that they were talking about was fifty. Is that accurate? They wanted to put it yeah, limited I mean, to fifty tags. Ultimately, ultimately, the the bill uh, that as it was proposed uh, before the the hunting season was taken out would have left it into the hands of Deep to regulate it. Yeah. But I mean, I think from from you know substantial testimony that we received from Deep um, and others involved, it was pretty much understood that. Deep was likely going to set some sort of 50 bear yeah. cap on the season. So that wasn't in the statute, but it would, it was expected that deep would have regulated, uh, regulated it to that regard. But I think, you know, to your point, I mean, I think that we were, uh, everyone that was, uh, supportive of this bill, which obviously included myself, did a really good job of pre- presenting it as what it is, which is a public safety issue. And I think you, you mentioned it and you understand the building well, Will, because you, you understood what the issue here is. And unfortunately, what it's come down to, because of political reasons, the minute there's the word hunt uh, in a bill, um, it's a non-starter for some individuals, despite the fact that it's a growing public safety issue, despite the fact that science and experts all dictate that's what should be done. um, Nevertheless, individuals see the word hunt and they automatically oppose themselves to the bill. And it's just it's just it's just it's not being a open-minded legislator for your constituents in my opinion when you approach a, a bill uh in that type of manner 
Well, and I'm going to say something. I'm not looking for you to comment. I'm not trying to put you in a, in a hard spot here, but I'm, I'm going to say it. It's so stinking inconsistent with some of these folks that they're perfectly fine with killing elderly people or people who just get depressed and don't want to live. They're perfectly fine with killing those people. They're perfectly fine with killing babies right up to the point of birth. But for some reason, animals take a higher precedent than human life. And so, oh, my gosh, don't can't kill a bear. Can't shoot a bear. I mean, I, it just it's it's so it's so disingenuous in my in my mind, Steve. But I, and again, I'm not looking for you to comment. I don't want to get you. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we you know, as you as well as you mentioned, we have we have hunting seasons for for turkey. We have hunting yeah. seasons for deer, uh, and and now the experts are coming to us saying, hey, look, you, you need to put in something for bears. Yeah. Um, I it just it just it, in my opinion, it, it simply makes logical sense for public safety purposes. Yeah. No, it does. Any any other bills you're feeling really strongly about? One other bill that, that, that's uh, been before, and unfortunately, despite my objection, passed out of the Environment Committee um, uh, this earlier uh, last month uh, was Senate Bill 1145, which is this TCI on steroids is what I'm calling it, mm-hmm. um, and others are calling it. If you remember a couple of years back, the governor tried to propose this TCI initiative, which essentially was a nice way of saying a gas tax. Yeah, um, yeah. of up to 26 cents a gallon uh, on the consumers here in the state of Connecticut. Um, this bill, in my opinion, is, is even worse oh, uh, because what this particular bill does is it simply allows the deep commissioner without any legislative authority, without any legislative approval, to go out and create her own TCI program. Um, <laughs> it, it, it is just absolutely absurd. So not at least with the TCI bill, we had a, a real substantive debate. Now, I voted against it for obvious reasons. Yeah. But at least with the TCI bill, the legislators put it out there on the table. They said people that wanted it, they, they gave reasons as to, as to why they wanted it. And we had a vote, yes or no, on whether we want the program. This particular bill essentially sees our authority to one unelected person in our state government and says, here, here's the keys to the kingdom. You go ahead and you set up a program that will tax and fee uh, the consumers of the state and the businesses of the state um, for carbon emissions. And that includes gases. Uh, that, that includes, uh, he, you know, fueling up your car. That could include uh, heating up your home during the winter season. We all went through a long winter uh, where we had to fill up our oil tank with uh, some record record numbers yeah, for gas yeah. and oil. Um, it, to, to put this type of, first off, to feed this type of authority to one unelected person from a, from a purely philosophical principle is wrong. But but from a policy perspective, to place this increased cost and these increased taxes on the consumers of the state is just unconscionable, particularly at a time where, you know, Will, you talk about it all the time. We deal with this record inflation that we're, we're struggling oh. with here now. Um, and the fact that we're one of the most unaffordable states in, uh, in the country to begin with, now we're going to implement the policy that allows one unelected person uh, to implement unfettered authority for taxes and fees on carbon emissions for all of us and the small businesses in the state. Um, a terrible, terrible policy, a terrible, terrible bill. Unfortunately, it passed out at Senate Bill 1145. So for those that are listening, you know, uh, I, I urge you to contact your legislators and let them know that uh, you oppose this bill and mm-hmm. you hope that they oppose this because we don't we do not want to see this go forward. It's not good for our state. 
You know, I, I keep hearing stories like this, and, I, and I'm saying to myself, we got a governor who doesn't want to take responsibility for stuff. You say one one unelected person gets to write this law and pass this tax on to us. And similar situation with the, the, the Board of Pardons, right? You got you got people making their own rules as they go along, commuting sentences of murderers who one guy killed three people, like cut 15 years off his sentence. And these yeah. aren't even elected people. These are appointed by the governor. They get paid. And it's like it seems like the gov- this governor does not want to take responsibility for things, and so he 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 foists foist it over to you know lay people that he, he that he thinks deems appropriate, and then he says, "Well, it's not my decision; it was the board's decision." I just don't get that. I don't. I don't know. I it, well, it, it's about taking responsibility, yeah. you know. And, and 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 you mentioned it. I mean, and not for nothing. I think you know the governor got applauded in some respects, I guess, as it relates to this board of pardon and paroles, because. The commissioner or the, the chairman of this, this board was up for renomination and he asked him not he asked him, hey, please do not uh, try to get another term as commissioner, yeah. excuse me, as chairman of this board. However, I think it's important to note that the governor still went forward with this individual's nomination. So this person may not be the chairman of the board of pardons and paroles any longer, but this person is still on the board still of the pardons board. and paroles. Yes, still and, on the board. And so and if, has if, if, if the governor wanted to take any sort of responsibility, frankly, for what this board has done over the past couple of years, commuting sentences of murderers um, and, 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 and individuals that have committed violent crime, if the governor wanted to truly take responsibility for this, uh, he shouldn't have renominated this person for the board. It's, it's it's really simple. Let murderers out of jail, but don't shoot bears. That's the message. All right. Hey, Steve, thank you so much. Stephen Harding, uh, state senate. Uh, 30th district and a huge district and where Lime Rock is. Thank you so much. And we'll have to have you back on again, please. Let's, I look forward uh, to it. Will. Let's Thanks do something for having in the future. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a break. A couple commercials news. We'll come back with more calls. Open phone line. No, we won't. We'll come back with Jazz Shaw, weekend editor of hot air and then calls at 10 30. Stay with us. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.